Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? <sighs> All right, man, it is hot in Mobile, Alabama today. I was just outside. Wow. Yeah, it is extraordinarily hot. I'm in Orange Beach, and um, it's it's muggy out there today. That Sahara dust storm has come over here and uh, done some damage, I think. But, um, you know, I'll tell you something else that's been doing some damage, and that's the Alabama Crimson Tide on the recruiting trail, uh, getting another huge commitment today from uh, young Mr. Dallas Turner. And I will let you – Go ahead and rant about how awesome he is right now. <laughs> he is one heck of a, a prospect. Um, I like him for, for many reasons. Uh, I think he is a – I don't know that I would say he's a five-star. I sort of like where he's ranked, just sort of just outside the five-star range. I think if he was an inch or two tall – I mean, to me, the, to me, the pass rushers that deserve five-star ratings are more like the six-five guys, and, and I don't think Dallas is, is that long. Uh, for, that, for that reason, I would dock him from – the 25th guy all the way down to the 50th. I mean, we're not talking about a big drop, but he is a, an outstanding outside pass rusher. He uh, is also not a one-trick pony. This is a guy that has the size uh, to set the edge and play the run. Uh, so not only are you talking about the physical skills, there's a couple of things that, that make him an even better prospect than that. Number one, he's a real smart kid. Things tend to work out for those guys. I mean, this is a real bright kid who's going to make good grades and he's going to be a team leader. Uh, those guys rarely ever bust. Secondly, he comes from a program, St. Thomas Aquinas, I would say arguably one of the top five programs in the United States in terms of producing premier talent uh, that goes on to do things like become All-Americans and play in the National Football League. Good example being last year out of the same high school, Alabama sons Jordan Battle. He becomes an immediate freshman starter. You know, right out of the gate, he, he starts – uh, I think it was probably the second or third game, and he was already starting a kid from the same school, the same program. Dallas Turner is going to come in exactly like Jordan Battle, but he's even higher rated than Battle. It's a different position, yes, but he's a, a more highly regarded prospect than even Jordan Battle, and we saw Battle become a true freshman starter. So it, it, there's every reason in the world to be excited about Dallas Turner, the fact that we signed him just one year after signing an outside linebacker class that, that had Drew Sanders and Chris Braswell and Will Anderson and Quindarius Robinson. Uh, th this name belongs with those names. Uh, I, I think he's a similar prospect to Chris Braswell from a year ago, but probably even a little better or, or about the same. I mean, and, and Braswell was a five-star on a lot of services. So uh, big day, big pickup for Alabama. We now have 10 commitments. Uh, if you want to rank the commitments, like what's our best commitment? I would say it's J.C. Latham, but close behind him is Dallas Turner. I think he's the second best prospect committed to Alabama so far in what is a very, very strong start. This is as good of a 10-guy start as we've had under Saban, which is saying a lot. I mean, that is saying a lot. But seriously, from our first 10 commitments, this group is as good or better than any of the previous groups. It's, 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 a, it's a great start. It is a fantastic start for sure. Uh, in fact, I think Charlie Huff has moved up to the number one recruiter in the country, according to 24-7. Now, those rankings are even more subjective probably than the rankings for uh, players themselves. But still, that's, that's high honors for him right there. And um, 
Yeah, I feel very good about this. He's number 44 on the 24-7 composite. He's number 32 in terms of 24-7 sports, period. So I think it's a, a huge get for Alabama. And, um, man, things do keep rolling. And there's even been some other recruiting buzz out there. We'll talk about Devontae Smith in the second segment, as um, I think he committed after we cut podcast for Monday. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. But there, there's a lot of other talk out there, too, about uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry uh, releasing his top three and probably making a commitment sometime in August. Um, a couple of the uh, commitments we already have in terms of Devontae Smith, in terms of Kane Williams, uh, Christian Leary, are saying, hey, this this week isn't over yet, so people are wondering who in the world could be next to commit. Uh, I think most of it goes to Blackshire is who most people right. believe that'll be. And maybe I'm not saying that right. Blackshire sounds like something from Game of Thrones. Is it Blackshire or is it Blackshire? I think it's Blackshire. I think it is Game of Thrones-like, So, and I like it too. Keep that imagery going. That's a, that's a good mental picture. Kendrick Blackshire. No, I think that's uh, better. Yeah, Kendrick Blackshire, he can he – can, uh, he can bring the heat like uh, – uh, uh, and since I don't watch Game of Thrones, I'm, I'm slow to name the characters on. Although I would know if I uh, – there's the girl that starts with a C, Clary, not Clarice. It's, <laughs> it's the girl that comes to the lambs. It's, yeah. It's the uh, – who, who's Amelia Clark's character? She's Amelia Clark, <clears throat> and she rides on the dragons, and she's sort of the uh, – Circe? That's not – but Circe, I don't think that was her name. Her name was um, – God, I've got – Okay. It does, but, anyway. but the, you know the. But you know what happened with Game of Thrones was the season. The last two episodes were so bad that it really. I, I pretty much erased all of them from my memory. I mean, I might rewatch <laughs> the whole series and just skip those last two episodes. The last season was bad in general, but the last two episodes in particular, it was that what that happened was the uh, the the TV show blew past the book. And so the TV show or the books, so the TV show had to come up with its own ending and its ending just sucked. I mean, it was just terrible. Oh, it's so stupid. Man, in my retirement, um, I have a lot of TV shows to catch up on because I haven't had a lot of these stations or streaming services. So I like TV as much as the next guy. And I'm always watching stuff that I like. Like right now, I really, really, really like Yellowstone on uh, uh, that comes on Sunday nights with Kevin Costner. But there are series like Game of Thrones. Never seen it. Want to. Want to? Never seen it. Good God, man! What the hell yeah. is wrong? Well, with I don't you? have HBO. I mean, it's it's sort of tough to watch that when you don't have HBO. Makes it tough. J- Jimmy, the thrifty lawyer, Stein. <laughs> it is a lot like that. It is a lot. Like, really, what I mean, it, it's it's part like that, but, but no, mostly it's like I don't know when I would have time. Uh, our 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 time between two. The two busy professionals we have in, 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 in my home, like yesterday was the wife's day off. Like it was going to be her day off. She, she needed to rest. Uh, she needed to rest. So yesterday was her day off. I get home from my job a little after 7 p.m. She has worked constantly since 7 a.m., no breakfast, no lunch, and finally got off her office laptop a little after it. She worked a 13-hour day on her day off. So I'm not exactly sure when we would squeeze in Game of Thrones and HBO. But um well the important sorry. thing is you do you are able to squeeze in old Alabama games which I think is very important. Oh, I do that. Yeah, when I have and that's exactly when I do have my quote spare time. I mean that you know my first thing is you know is going to be sports and 
<laughs> right now, old Alabama games is kind of where we're at. The good thing is, in my chronology, I'm up to LSU. And, and you know, believe it or not, I was so crushed that we lost to LSU last year. That's like the one game I have not rewatched any of that. I, I, I have not rewatched one single play of the LSU game last year. So even though I know it's got a bad ending, I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, when you don't watch any of the replays, I'm, I'm going to see a lot of stuff I forgot. Boy, am I going to get upset about a couple of calls. And think about this. People think we had a down year, an off year. It's just not Alabama's year. We didn't make the playoff. Well, we had a banged-up Tua, right, and all those injuries on defense. We played LSU tougher than Georgia did. We played LSU tougher than – We played LSU tougher than Oklahoma did. We played LSU tougher than Clemson did. It's just a fact. I mean, we pushed LSU more than anyone anyone did, and that was an historically great LSU team. I I think if you watch – when I watch that game, I'm going to be convinced that – if we had a healthy Tua, we were no worse than the second best team in the country behind LSU. No worse than number two. Forget a healthy Tua. I would take the Tua we had and a healthy Dylan Moses and take my chances. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. So I'm looking forward to I should be able to watch that LSU game uh, definitely over the weekend if we're not going to Tuscaloosa, which we may. If we go to Tuscaloosa, then I'll have to watch it when I get back next week. All right, Jimmy, another uh, commitment Alabama got this uh, this past Monday was Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith part due, the reckoning. And um, he's <laughs> he's a guy that's going to be shooting up the charts, I think. Uh, a lot of people really like where his star status is headed. And what do you think about it? I think, uh, though he's not a five-star, my favorite line of the fact that we, we're picking up a second Devontae Smith, which is kind of an unusual name, and, and now we've got two back-to-back uh, Matt Scalise from AL.com or, or, or wherever he works. I think it works AL.com <laughs> when he tweeted, my God, they've done it. They're cloning five stars. You know, I, I, I'm still laughing about that two days later. That's pretty funny. But, uh, no, Devontae is a good prospect. I wouldn't say, uh, you know, I rank him near – it shows how great the class is. I kind of rank him I – think, I think right now I have Devontae as the ninth of our ten signees, including Dallas Turner. I have Devontae ninth. So the ninth best out of our 10 guys is a corner that was committed to Ohio State and has offers from Notre Dame, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, and some SEC schools. And he's ninth among, you know, our 10 signees. So Devontae is very good. Uh, There's a lot of things I like about him. He's got a verified track time, I think, of 11-2, which means he's not a burner, but he can run. You can run 11-2, you can run. I mean, you can run and you can play corner. Uh, in college football or even the NFL, you you can run. He's just not, you know, he's not a Waddle or Ruggs level burner, but he can run. Uh, second, another thing I like about him, even though he's clearly a corner, I mean, that's his position. He's built and plays with cornerback skills, but even better, his high school team plays him at safety. And, and the reason they do that is because, you know, you want your best athlete in the middle of the field where he can make the most plays. When, when, when you put your best athlete at corner, You've sort of taken him out of 90% of all snaps. If, if his job is, hey, I'm going to play corner, he might cover the other team's best receiver and really impact the game that way. Like, hey, your other team's receiver, best receiver is not going to catch any balls tonight. That, that does influence the outcome of the game. But what influences the outcome of the game more is when you put a kid like that at safety in the middle of the field. Now he's making the tackles. Now he's reading the quarterback, which is easier to do at that level. You can really read the quarterback's eyes in high school. Most high school kids just aren't equipped 
with the, oh, I'll just look off the safety and throw it somewhere else. That's, that's a college and NFL skill. 95% of high school quarterbacks can't, don't do that. So they put Devontae in the middle of the field and play him at safety where he's freed up to make a lot of plays, and it shows his instinct, shows his toughness. But at the same time, you see the speed and the hips uh, that it takes to play corner. So here's a kid that is probably going to play corner at Alabama. He might end up playing star, you know, the inside corner position. But uh, Devontae's a good pickup. Uh, Dallas Turner is a great pickup. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I do. I will say this, and Dallas Turner is going to end up being one of my favorite uh, signees in this class. And I, uh, number one, I should correct you. You said of all the signees we have, let's uh, let's be very clear. We have no signees yet. <laughs> yes, yeah. because there is a long way between now and whenever the hell signing day will be, depending on if COVID postpones it or not. And um, so, yeah, I mean, who, who the heck knows what's going to happen there? But uh, I think Dallas Turner will end up being my favorite. So I'll say this, though. I think Devontae Smith is going to be one of those guys that tries to uh, wrangle in a lot of other commitments just based on his uh, activity on social media, whereas Dallas Turner um, – he probably has a Twitter page. I think I may even follow it, but it's not quite as active, it seems like. I mean, Devontae Smith has been, you know, he's been all over Twitter since he committed. Like, a, you know, hey, I'm going to Alabama and I'm going to try and bring all the people I can with me. Kane Williams is like that. Christian Leary is like that. And some guys are. They just want to bring all they can with them. And other guys just say, look, I'm going to Alabama and whoever comes with me, great. Whoever doesn't, you'll get beat. I mean, that's, that's the way they look at it. Um, Jimmy, let's talk about the other uh, here in this final segment. Rather abbreviated podcast here on a 4th uh, uh, of July week. But um, so if Christian Leary and if Kane Williams and if Devontae Smith are all saying, hey, this week isn't over yet, who do you think they're talking about? If it's not, let's pretend it's not Blackshire. If it's not Blackshire. That is a really good question. I would say if it's not him, uh, it's probably too early for maybe a Malcolm Johnson. Probably too early for Malcolm Johnson, so probably not him. Probably not Tim Keenan or Xavier Sori or Terry and Arnold. It's kind of, I would say this. I think the most likely next commitment is Blackshire, and after that, after that, I think it's probably the Brock Bros, uh, the Brockermeyers. Um, yeah. I, I think that's very possibly a July commitment, um, probably. So I would look for that. But I think in terms of who I would project to end up in this group, Blackshire is the most <laughs> – he, he's who I would focus on, but – Next behind them would be the Brockermeyer brothers. Yeah, and the Brockermeyer brothers, that's going to be something. You know, here's the thing. Alabama, with the commitment of um, with the commitment of Dallas Turner today, Alabama's class already moves up to number 12 in the country, which is pretty incredible considering just a few weeks ago everybody was right. wringing their hands and, and jumping out of tall buildings or at the very least uh, short trees. And – and uh, and uh, so Alabama's already up to number 12. And if Blackshire or somebody like that were to commit, they easily go into the top 10, right? Yeah. And it's kind of hard to pick out sleeper names. I mean, I mean, the names that 
the names that will make you drop in recruiting is when you get commitments from guys that are ranked in the 300s and the 400s and guys that we might refer to at Alabama sleepers. And it's kind of hard to find those guys. Here's another potential commitment. I'm not positive we'll take him, but there's a tackle slash guard prospect from Tennessee that likes us a lot. Um, if we're ready to take him, he could be a guy that's coming up. Uh, he's not ranked as high as a lot of our other targets, but he's, he's, he's a good player. I, I know Alabama thinks he's good, which is all that matters. Uh, and, and he's a guy that can play tackle or guard William. And that for some reason, I'm, I'm usually good at this, but I'm brain farting on his name. <laughs> his first name's William and he's a tackler guard from Nashville. And, uh, they like him. They like him. Uh, and if he has the green light to commit, that could be a guy, maybe one of the tight ends. Our tight end recruiting is what is very difficult to figure out. We're all over the place. We, we, we have been associated with 15 tight ends by now, and most of them aren't highly rated, and none of them have committed. I, <laughs> I could not tell you what's going on at tight end. We're clearly uh, juggling our board there on a, on a weekly basis. The tight end is a bit of a mystery. It's so funny when I go back to when I was first following recruiting back in the day when I was actually at Alabama. And um, I remember in the Forrest Davis report, I want to say Tony Johnson was like Mississippi player of the year and Alabama gets him. And um, we, I mean, we used the tight end, but not like used him, used him. I mean, Tony Johnson would probably be pretty close to a five-star even by today's standards. And, um, you know, at a time when we didn't really, we, tight ends were blockers for us. Um, now we're in this sling it all over the place and we have these magical quarterbacks and we just can't seem to get a tight end. I mean, we thought we had Eric Gilbert last year. That one still sticks in my crawl. Um, but man, it's so funny that back in Gene Stallings days, we could always get a tight end if we needed one. And now when we're slinging it around more than ever, we can't buy one. I mean, literally, no matter how many Dodge Chargers we get, we can't get one. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is about a Tony Johnson, and, and it would be a better thing now because we do throw it so much and <clears throat> tight ends are a part of our passing attack, and they really weren't back then. So the mistake, you, you kind of question, even though Tony Johnson was a five-star and, and the number one prospect in Mississippi, but really I remember his game. He he was a wide out. He was, he was a big wide receiver that – was going to, quote, transition to tight end. Well, at Alabama, back in the Stallings days, our tight end was a third tackle. I mean, would you ever recruit a wide receiver to play tackle? But that's sort of what we did. And you can't help but think maybe that's why, you know, things just didn't work out for Tony Johnson. He's really all along more of an H and a threat in the pass game. And instead, we try to turn him into, you know, we try to turn him into Michael Williams, you know, who was our last really good third tackle under Saban. Uh, and, and he was just never going to be that guy. Yeah, that, that's right. But he was, boy, he was a he was a majestic looking beast, wasn't he? Back in the day, oh, Saban I mean, would he, take that guy tomorrow. You know, he, Saban would take the Saban oh, recruits the question. best of the best. Saban would take that guy tomorrow, and he would probably uh, develop differently in today's offense and, and under Nick Saban because uh, he was a real fine prospect. Uh, I'll tell you another big time tight end under Saban. I mean, under Stallings who was a big-time recruit and actually had a pretty good career but never turned out to be the badass I thought he would be, and that's Rod Rutledge. Remember him? Oh, God, yes. Rod Rutledge. Man, that's another guy Saban would have been all over. Saban would have loved him some Rod Rutledge. But 
you know, and he was a good player. He came to Alabama, was good, started a lot of his career, went on and played in the NFL, uh, you know, briefly. But, man, I when we signed Rod Rutledge, I'm like, three-year starter, first-round pick, 10-year NFL player. <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't work out quite that well. But, uh, you know, I think he got banged up, too, at various points in his career. But uh, good kid, and, uh, man, that, that would be another fun career to uh, to relive under our, our current administration. Oh, there, there's there's no doubt about it. He would be he would be a thing, man. I would dig him a lot. All right, Jimmy, let's uh, wrap this podcast up because I'm down here at the beach. I'm trying to enjoy a little something, something out here. And um, we will hopefully be back Friday. I think we'll be back Friday. Uh, you know, it's July 3rd. Everybody's doing their own thing. But we want to definitely cut a podcast, especially if we get another commitment between now and then. Um, that right. would be the thing to do. So let's keep our fingers crossed. And I may be in Tuscaloosa. And what I'll do if the wife is tied up with work, which she might be, even though we're in Tuscaloosa, I will take the call uh, down by the stadium and uh, we'll report live on the construction as I'm looking at it. Oh, I did that. that. How about exciting stuff. I like it, man. You're always on top of your game, bro. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Roll tide, everybody. Have, have a good family trip, man. All right, thank you, my friend. Roll Tide. You're supposed to say Roll Tide, too. Oh, oh yeah, I still like Alabama. Roll Tide.